Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, Dolly Dropper, James Earl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. And here we are, episode 25 of the Cow Corner podcast, and we've made it. It's the season review, and just like that, the season is over and the winter months are coming. What a season it's been. I think we're all glad that we've had a season at least, and I'm joined by the man with the Birmingham Lee ton, Andy Harrison, the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. And we've got a special guest with us tonight. Andy, would you like to give us a little introduction? Well, Tinder has just been used. Um, Jamie Martindale has joined us tonight after his apparent sickness bug last time. Nice to have you here, Jamie. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. I do apologise for missing the last one, or maybe even the last four, but... The last one, I was very, very ill. Even had the old co- the old COVID just, test, but just it was negative. Just let us know. I did let you know. Was it a good day? And was, 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 it it a co- good day? was it COVID that was sweeping through Beacon that weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Which weekend do you mean now? Begins. The weekend you played Chiffnall. I don't think we played Chiffnall. No, no, you didn't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you might have had a date in Chiffnall. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking rough ride, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, that gives you a little taste of how the season's been. Um, so tonight we're going to have lots of little features, loads of fun games, and just a bit of a good catch-up and a lot of uh, sticking it to Jamie. So this is what's coming up on tonight's podcast. On episode 25 of the Cow Corner podcast, we summarise the 2020 Shropshire County Cricket League season, picking our winners and losers and predictions for next year. The three-word game. We go through some of the Shropshire sides and pick three words to sum up their season and where they're at. Harrison's Hierarchy. We pick out the top ten teams in Shropshire cricket so far. 
We also pick our best 11s, as well as doing all of our transfer rumours. All of this and much, much more in another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. So, the season is finished and it's only fitting that we do a proper season review. I think we've mentioned quite a few times in the previous podcasts, you know, how lucky we've been to have a season and things like this. So, I don't think we need to dwell on that too much. My biggest question that I would like answering really for you guys the season's finished congratulations to the league and everyone who's put it on but who are your biggest winners and losers coming out of the 2020 Shropshire County Cricket League season and we'll start with Joss um, for me biggest winners very predictable Wellington congratulations to Wellington on winning winning the uh, the Prem the playoff with Quat fantastic achievement a club that looks in um, in really good shape and in terms of losers, uh, I don't like to point a finger, but I think Beacon had a very disappointing season, um, only scoring 33 points. The first team conceding a game when the second's played is, is is not great, if I'm honest. Um, I just hope things pick up for them next season because they've obviously mm. had a... I mean, obviously we've got Jamie with us now. We might be able to talk a little bit more about it. But um, I hope things pick up for them next year, but they've they've not had a good year this year. Yeah, it's, dang- it's a dangerous times for certain Shrewsbury Town Centre clubs, by the sounds of it, from everything that's been going on in the off-season. And uh, Andy, who are your uh, winners and losers coming out of 2020? Uh, to me, the big winners, uh, obviously, Wellington. Uh, went into that final, and uh, I think a lot of people thought Quat were going to win it, and uh, Wellington came out on top, so uh, great win for them. Uh, looking through the leagues, you know, some, some other great winners. Uh, Lilith Shaw, Acton Reynolds, fantastic. And a few underachievers, Ludlow, uh, they they stick out to me. Um, but apart from that, you know, we'll talk about the rest later. Jamie? Uh, so my winners, I've got I've wrote down three. Um, similarly to you two, I've got Wellington. Um, I think it's a fantastic achievement what they've done. Um, especially after last season, they sort of rebuilt a little bit. Um, but to, to win the final against Quat, as you say, as underdogs... Um, it's a fantastic effort from them. Um, I've also gone for Hodnett, Peplo and Tiberton. They finished bottom of uh, Division 3 last year and they've won their regional group this year. So that's a fantastic turnaround um, from Hodnett. Um, and then I've also gone for Acton Reynolds. I know you just mentioned it as well, Andy. But, um, the boys. Yeah, I mean, led by uh, Johnny Evans. Johnny has played indoor for us a little bit. Um, While we're on the subject of um, Acton Reynolds, I had a bit of a, a conflab with A.D. Hudson earlier today who, who captured him indoor. Um he was full of praise for the team. Johnny Evans, as you just mentioned, he's a young skipper. He's done a tremendous job. I didn't say that because you didn't let me get get that in. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you get back. I'll just, just come back. Yeah. And, well, no, he said it now. Stole his glory. Oh, on, That'll teach you, Jamie, for not so, turning up, mate. Yeah, so yeah. Leading from the front, he quite often destroyed the, the top order, very often very cheaply. Well supported by Steve Denton. Sounds Gone. like a night out with Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. We've got a new lad, Sam Cotter, who can bat, field, and does leg, leg spin, which is great because it's a bit of a dying art, so yeah. that's good. Um, but full of praise for the team, so well done to Action Reynolds. It is nice to see another leg spinner come through, but one thing I've, I've noticed recently is um, kind of when you're talking about leg spinners, something that you don't get with any other kind of specialisation in cricket is the ability to actually do their job. Like, is he a good leg spinner? Yeah. Well, well he can land it. He can is, land it. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble is, it can't be hard because Matt Cliff does it. Well, so well, it, can't, it can't land it. 
<laughs> he does it badly, but he, he does it. So it's because you've ruined him. He was fantastic. Sorry, Cliffy, love you, mate. You're a good. You're a decent spinner, mate. Don't know why. <laughs> so yeah, some good winners and losers there. Obviously, for me, good to see Albury second eleven taking the Borders Borders Trophy in that regard. <laughs> James, you weren't really part of that squad, were you? With your first team exploits this season. Well, you know, Albury, Albury, we take our victories as a club. We all play across all all teams, don't we? Second team as we'll play first team. Absolute liar. <laughs> At least we fulfil our fixtures. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually available that day. Good from you, Joss. And well, this is what I was going to go on to as my next point. My losers for this season, and this is going to bite me in the arse next season, is Division 5. Apart from Alberbury, all Division 5 teams have finished lower than clubs in divisions lower than them this season in these regionalised groups. Do you not think a lot of it was to do with teams sort of shuffling their squads I, about I was a little bit? I about to say that. I was thinking that as well, but... It's it's one of them seasons where you can't look too much into it. I I have seen a few people have put on uh, the likes of Twitter and gone to social media and say, "Oh, next season can we please not be in that category?" Well, if you go back to the start of the season, the 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 season was planned out. The leagues were the leagues, so it will go back to normal. I would have thought the league won't change, will they? I'm sure. I, I presume we've had no indication whatsoever that there would be. Uh, divisional changes. Surely I don't think there will. Surely be. No, there no. would be. I think no the only reason there would be is back to normal through teams asking to get. The, the only yeah. issue is the I only issue is it won't be back to normal next year. But the only issue is, yeah, as you mm. just said, is will they regionalise again, and will, will we go through the same process as this season, but maybe get a full season? Mm. Possibly. I, I think. I think now so we've what, got. Play, we've got the. We've got them four times. That wouldn't be four times. It'd be twenty. It'd just be the normal. No, that'd be normal, wouldn't no, it? No, it'd be four times. Um, mm. if you're It'll be interesting to see what happens because times. I think as well we've uh, got the, we've got. You see what I mean? We've got the procedures in place, but I think what they would end up probably doing is all the border teams and the central west sides. You know, like Beacon, Ponsby, Alberbury, Newtown, all Chirk, all that lot who are all in that one side of the draw. We'll all be in one half, and then you've got the Telford sides and the and the eastern side of the division all in in another possibly. But the one thing that has come out of this season is we do have the procedures in place now to be able to kind of move forward and to start next season if we wanted to. So where do we think we will be next season, Joss? Um, so much depends on COVID and where we are with COVID. Really, I, I I'm not entirely convinced we're going to be back to where we were in 2019. If I'm honest with you things are changing every day pretty much at the moment regionally whatever so we'll see but um i can't see it being a fully blown season the same as 2019 in 2021 but we'll see i hope it is i, I don't see why i don't see why you think that i don't see why we can't go back to how we were yeah, yes yes we're still going to have yeah. the sanitary breaks and all that but i don't see why you can't play I would have, uh, hopefully, if we can fulfil a full season, it can go back to normal. I mean, but, we, we had to travel um, to Telford every away game this year, so I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, see how yeah. essential mm. travel. I, think I don't think that can be. Used I think we've got to get we've got to get through the winter and see what well, what yeah, happens. Yeah. What the government yeah. do. Yeah. Mm. I, my my personal opinion, I think we will be back to normal next year, but not maybe with the sanitary breaks and all that sort of stuff. But it, hopefully, we can get a full season. What, in yeah, what what, what I mean is back to normal. I mean the same as this season. So yeah, so we mentioned the sanitary breaks, no teas, earlier start times, four mm-hmm. overs, all that. That's that's still I class that as a normal season. If okay. You, if you, well, if you okay, use yeah, if yeah. you use those laws or rules, whatever, 
and play everybody in your division. Mm. Which, twice, is, which is why I said we won't go back division. to 2019, which was normal. I think, I think the previous normal. Okay, but the structure yeah. in terms of who you're playing and where you're playing and and how many times you play them, I think that could be back to normal. I think I think that structural side. I think I think the biggest the new laws. Sorry, I think the biggest problem that you've got is you've kind of got like that Shrewsbury North and South, you know, Ludlow, that central that central half. Who are all grouped in one area, and then and you, you kind the, of got the Telford. Telford and Beacon League. Well, that's what I mean. You, 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 you say that, and like I said a minute ago, we, we had to travel to Telford <laughs> every away is, game, if, so if, I don't see it doesn't wash for me. If, if Telford would after have what we've been through in, this year, if Telford would have had to gone through lockdown and all that stuff, then it may have been a different scenario. Or if the Welsh weren't allowed to play, what was looking like at the start of the season anyway is looking like they may have to miss out on games, and that's why all the fixtures ended up coming out a week later than normal we could be in an issue but then everything that i've seen coming out of the government recently is more towards you can't meet people indoors it's more enclosed spaces so i would assume if we kept everything that we've got so far and i don't think we've really had many people who have caught covid through cricket and it hasn't been well touch wood anyway i haven't seen many headlines saying that players have caught it or anything what but was it? i mean there were there were a few games two, two games two games were called two, off due to covid two games but, that's, the, that's but in, good going, really. i think in the whole of it though as well it was two players who from both teams but then the rest of them all po- tested negative and everything was fine and we carried on so, so did, did all the beacon team have the test that weekend that they were meant to play shift or i know because i was negative all i want to know jamie is are you sanctioned by anyone to stay away from Telford? Have Tinder sanctioned you away from Telford? <laughs> no, that's well within my radius. Oh, is it? Okay. And, Andrew, yes. I well know Tinder. I, I know it's, it's quite... It has not taken long, has it? How big's your radius on Tinder? How far? I'm actually not on Tinder. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's Hinge now, isn't it? No, I'm not, on, I'm not on any dating apps, Andrew. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. I call bullshit. <laughs> you can call what you like. <laughs> but... I call all dating apps going bust. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I bet the Birmingham League captains don't have to put up with this crap. (laughs) (laughs) That's getting edited out. Anyway, um, so, (laughs) well done to all the teams who won their groups this year. We'll wing through them quickly from bottom to the top. Werfield, third 11. Shrewsbury, fourth 11. Whitchurch, third 11. St. George's, third 11. Albury, second 11. Hodnip and Peplow. Shrewsbury, third 11. Welshpool, first 11. Acton Reynolds, first 11. Quat, second 11. Newport, second 11. Lidershaw, first 11. Sentinel, second 11. Shifnal, second 11. Newtown, first 11. Quat, first 11. Wellington first eleven and your overall champions of this year are Wellington first eleven. Guns. Uh, Andy, can I just say um, we haven't really mentioned. No one mentioned Sentinel as winners or losers. They've obviously had quite a good season. They're runners up in their division. Their first were the seconds were one of the very few undefeated teams, and yet there's there's rumours of. I know we'll go into it later. There's rumours of the first losing a few players. What? How do you see the health of, of that club at the moment? Um, as as far as I know, there, there might be a few departures, but the club's strong and healthy, and a lot of youngsters coming through. And I'm sh- I'm pretty sure they'll sign new players. If if a few players leave, they'll sign new players. They're a big club. They're a big club in the middle of Shrewsbury. You know, there's only a few clubs in the middle of Shrewsbury. What is there? Beacon, Shrewsbury, Sentinel, Shelton, Shelton, and Shelton. A little bit, yeah. Right, and and that's it really. So, yeah, it's, we're we're in a good place in town. Um. 
obviously we let ourselves down in the in the first team. I think we should have probably done a bit better, which should have been trying to get in that final. Um, but that the, the shows how ambitious you are. The, the sec- second, well, yeah, second runs up is, is never good yeah. enough. And that's what we. That's yeah. the way we are. The second team have had a great season. Their squad's absolutely fantastic. It, we we really have good squad depth. So we have had a really good season, yeah. And I, I will be talking about Sentinel a bit later on. Good, good. So looking at some other winners that we haven't quite mentioned yet, obviously we've picked out Hodnett and Peplo, Acton Reynolds, a team who have bounced back from last season's disappointment, quad second eleven, a team who felt that they shouldn't have been relegated last season, going on to win and, and proving that they, well, they'll be a contenders next season and they'll 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 push whoever they whoever's in their division all the way, and. Along with that, Quat first eleven winning the division, but missing out on finals day, Andy. Yeah, I think they'll be very disappointed. I know and understand that in sport you get injuries. Um, obviously, uh, Windy Miller, bless him, uh, picked up a rather horrendous injury from what we heard, and I hope he recovers very all, quickly. Yeah, all the best to uh, Chris Miller. It does look an yeah, absolute. Yeah, it looks. We did see the photos. Yeah. yeah. I've got to say, I did giggle a little bit when I saw the photo of him coming off on Howard's <laughs> mobility scooter. But, uh, yeah, absolutely horrific injury. And uh, I wish him all the best in his recovery. Uh, a big loss. And I did say in previous podcasts uh, with uh, James Ralph leaving the club or moving on at the time he did, how would they get on in the final without the experience of James Ralph? And, and they lost the final. So. Yeah, I look at it and I think maybe they they could have done a bit better. Um, there was a few funny changes in their team as well. I saw Ryan uh, uh, Wilden was uh, batting at I think six. It was it was a strange one, but yeah, I think uh, I think they'll be very disappointed. But Wellington fully deserved it in the end. I think uh, they've had a very good season, so well done, Wellington. How much do you think Quat missed Chris Miller and you just have to look at the runs. James Ralph like really that? You know, yes, runs and wickets. I mean, James. I mean, Ralph, Chris James, was still. I think he was the fourth highest scorer. Yeah, exactly. in that, in that he division. was fourth I mean, highest. Ben, ben was top. And, and Ralph, I think Chris, Ralphie Chris didn't play. Four. I think two games, and he, he had seventeen wickets. I mean, that's 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 massive. So, when your better players don't play, you miss them. It's as simple yeah, as that. I mean, in any league, yeah. in any standard. I think, I think from what I've heard from the Millers, the atmosphere has been absolutely superb at the club. It's been great. Um, they've really enjoyed their move, and and really. Being honest, they've moved from clubs they haven't really been put, ever pushing for titles, and they moved to that club. and They're really hungry lads, and they always are. Mm. Um, and I think they'll be really disappointed, even with the injuries. I think they've still got a good enough squad, uh, and and Wellington, which I will speak about a bit later, have a very youthful squad, but a very mm. good leader. And a, you know, it was always going to be a touch and go final. A final's a final. No one's ever guaranteed to win a final, uh, but. You know, for me, on on paper, if they have their full side quad, I think they're a, the strongest team in the league. Mm. But then Wellington, you know, they've got great character and they showed it in the final. So they did a brilliant. I mean, job. yeah, you're looking at a final and you're looking at well, like you've mentioned, Josh Ben Miller, top run score in their division, getting one off seven balls before he's out to uh, Jamie's cousin Tom Ellis. And, and, and doesn't and doesn't he speak about it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing well. I think I think he was he was in the top three or four wicket takers, I believe, in that division. Um, I've been, I've been he's enjoying it. I've been quite impressed with him. Um, his opening spells this season, the two opening spells he bowled against us, I wasn't actually that impressed. 
that his death bowling is absolutely Yeah, I, I think super. statistically, I, I haven't spoken to him that much, to be honest, yeah. but statistically it looks like he does come back on later on yeah, and, really and, and well. takes a lot Boss, of wickets. But, but, he have, but he has really taken... Good. Yeah, but he has taken big wickets up top, and obviously, has, obviously yeah. Ben Miller in the final. There's, mm. There isn't really much bigger, much no, bigger. No, is no, there? exactly. Um, and when a, it, when quality, it matters, he's a quality, quality cricketer. So, uh, yeah. and I mean, the, the, well, what a game it was! I mean, it's all those hours of one and one bounce that we played at lunch <laughs> over, <laughs> over over the course of about three years. We I've all, made him we all, played, we all played that. What happened to me? You're <laughs> claiming an assist, there, Jamie. I am claiming an assist. Yeah. I've made him just how he Well, he doesn't play anymore, does he? So he, hey, me. <laughs> got to claim something. Just on the subjects of winners and losers, I mean, it, their league position suggests they weren't necessarily winners. But I think Allscott had a really good season. Oh, no, uh, They finished fourth out of sixth, I know. Mm. But, you know, ended up above Ludlow and above Maidley. And you look at the, the batting stats. I mean, Carl Starling being a stalwart of Shropshire cricket for so many years. Second highest run scorer. And Luke Thornton, I think, was, was third. Yeah, yeah so Luke, Luke Thornton, someone we've picked out yeah. on yeah. previous podcasts, about, yeah. wasn't it? And like, I think this Andy, Andy tissue over. Had a really yeah. good season. We we could go through all the te- all the leagues, and but like obviously being from the Prem, looking at Shelton. I mean, Shelton. I've I've always said it on this podcast, and I'll stand by my remark. They're they're two or three batsmen short of being a, a real top side. They got the bowling. Um, What's that but, got to do with Luke Thornton? But no, Shelton, uh, Allscott. They just they're loving it at the moment. I think mm. they both look like prem sides. You know they they're going to stay in next season. They will. They yeah. won't be going down. Well, you 100%. think all Scott just survived by the skin of their teeth last year, didn't they? And they just yeah. proved they, they just proved they're wrong they're there. So just like Aston Villa. Time. Just like Aston Villa. Stay up by the skin of your teeth. Well, look at them now. Look I know. And Tottenham are quite good as well, aren't they? <laughs> back on topic. Back on topic. Because James is pulling faces. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, I was going to mention, obviously, in the final, the last wicket, well, not last wicket, but the seventh wicket partnership between Matthew Lamb and Ben Byram of 80, which well, won them the game. I think, from, I think you know, you lose, you lose Bloor, Wagner, Lloyd Masters back in for not much. And then those two just go and win the game. Big final. Matthew Lamb, young lads coming through and someone through the system. But talking about teams with pedigree taking the titles of their division. Newtown and Schiffnell taking Division 1. Sentinel and Lillishaw taking Division 2. Really sets the tone for next season, don't you think? Cool. Anyway, I think on that note, it's time to go on to our next segment, the three-word game. It's the three-word game. Featuring... The man with the Birmingham League tan, Andy Harrison. The king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. And tonight's special guest, Jamie Martindale. With your host, the dolly dropper himself, James Hurd. That's enough of that. Let's get on with the show. So here we go, the three-word game. Nice, short, sweet, crisp, straight off the tongue. I'm going to name a club, then the lads are going to give me three words to sum up their season or sum up the club so far, then a little description. Here we go. First one, Hodnett and Peplo. Hodnett, strike back. As mentioned earlier, they finished bottom of their league last year and they have won their regional group this year. Chirk. 
Very welcome addition. Um, I played against Chirk um, at their place. What a lovely club they are. Lovely bunch of people. Great place to play. Lovely to have them in the Shropshire League. Yeah, their ones are pretty good too. And we'll go for Newtown. No weak links. Played played against them for our first. Um, they're, they're just a, such a strong team. They all bat. They've got a very strong bowling attack. So they're, they're, they're up there. Shelton. Comfortable in Prem. Uh, they coped very well in their first year back. I'm very impressed with them. And I'm sure they'll do very well next year in what will hopefully be a full season. Chelmarsh. Loving the challenge. Obviously, uh, been put up into Division 1. I think they'll be looking forward to next season. They've done very well. So, uh, all the best. Sentinel. Captaincy crisis continues. I Don't think we need to say any more about that one, do we, Joss? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to Kai Glass. That's not fair. The infamous words of G. Davis. <laughs> I'm not having that. Ah, oh, excellent. Old Brighton. Moving on up. They're moving up. They uh, didn't do as well last year, did they? They uh, finished. Did they finish bottom of their league? Pretty and, much. Uh, pretty close. Yeah, and they've hit the summit this year. So uh, yeah, well done to All Brighton. Four teams to go. We'll go with Frankton. Started warming up a few weeks back when I put uh, in uh, one of our conversations about uh, they're not warming up for a game. And uh, we did get a video on Twitter, so uh, well done, well done, boys. Glad you're well done. No, really, really, really good chat, and really enjoyed it, Frank. And it very much made us laugh. And well, good sports. And next up, Alberbury. Where's Mark Jones? Well, to me, Joss, it actually appears to be Herlor Jones. (laughs) Never. Are you talking their middle order? (laughs) James Earl cemented his place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such classic Knox is nine against Bowmere. <laughs> <laughs> Four against Knocking. <laughs> well, can Mark Jones compete with that? <laughs> with his 38,000 runs he's got for the club. <laughs> oh, exceptional. Oh. Should we move on, James? It's all right. Still scored more 50s than Mark this season. And we move on to... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm only joking, Mark. Um, <laughs> let's move on to happier places. Beacon. Happier places. Um, I'd say based in Telford. <laughs> are my three words. I mean, the poor club have had to had to basically get passports out every other week. I think. <laughs> Essential travel. <laughs> Talking of travel, let's do Kund. Uh, for me, on the up. Um, if we'll go into transfer rumours a bit later, but it looks like there's exciting times ahead for Kund. Final one, Quat. Oh, sorry. I oh, know I was going to say uh, favourites next year, but <laughs> I don't want to call them bridesmaids. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. <laughs> well done, Quat. Your favourites next year. <laughs> and that ends the three-word game. The three-word game was another terrible production by the Cow Corner Podcast. Please send all complaints to Andy Harrison, Painting and Decorating.
so we move on from the three-word game and we move on to another segment we're calling Harrison's Hierarchy. So Andy Harrison has picked the top 10 clubs in Shropshire cricket at the moment across all divisions. And we're going to try and rank them from 10 to 1. This is the power rankings. And we'll start with number 10. Well, I've gone for Shrewsbury Force in the uh, Sunday Central League. They've got a good youth system, Shrewsbury. And they've had a very good season, finished on 184 points. Did see them once play. And yeah, I was very impressed. In at 9. I've gone for Shifnal Seconds. A lot of teams have said how good Shifnal Seconds are. Uh, they play in the Peter Byram Division 1. And they finished on 169 points, so a great season, again. In at eight. I've gone for Quat Seconds, trying to prove a point in a seven valley. Uh, they really have proved a point this season. They finished top. Next season's the big season, though. Can they do it again? In at seven. Seven, I've gone for Charmash Cricket Club, looking uh, like a team with great potential for next season. Uh, they've really done well, 170 points finished second in the league um, they've had a fantastic season and uh, yeah it could be good to see him next year in at six uh, Chirk in the uh, John Rees Division 1 uh, apparently uh, they've got they've got a lot of prospects there a lot of great players got 160 points finished the season very well apparently are an all round good bunch of players in at five uh, Lan Edlois Wales and West had a great season underdogs possibly the weakest side in, in the league coming into the league finished on 154 points winning 7 games and just finishing runners up in at 4 4 I've gone for Lillishaw despite battling 2 cancelled games 1 cancelled due to Covid they finished on 181 points and beat Chelmarsh to it in the end and just got over the line in 1st place right we move on to our top 3 here we go Andy who's in at 3 I've gone for Acton Reynolds Cricket Club one of uh, the clubs me and Joss are affiliated with. Great club. We know they're great lads. They've had a great season. They've, they've only lost one game all season. Finished with 187 points. Got a youthful captain. They've got a you know, real good bunch of lads. And I'm absolutely over the moon for them. In at two. In at two. Some, a club I'm, uh, I'm playing for. At the Sen- moment. <laughs> Sentinel. Shut up. <laughs> That's <laughs> making the cut. Um, a club I uh, I play for, Sentinel Twos, but I don't play in the Twos, unfortunately. I would have won some of it. Uh, but they are from the Shrewsbury and West Division 2, unbeaten all season. That's all I can say. 200 points, 10 wins out of 10. And finally, in at one. Wellington. Got to be Wellington. Uh, uh, played in the Mike Robinson. Uh, they won it in the end against uh, Quat Cricket Club. They're a very youthful side. They had 184 points in the league, only losing one game. And they have such a great captain. Their captain, Wendell Wagner, leads from the front and uh, is bringing the youth along absolutely brilliantly. So, boys, any thoughts? Andy's, well, Harrison's hierarchy. Anyone who you think may have been unlucky to miss out or any changes you'd like to make in the top 10? I think he's got it pretty much spot on. Um, Maybe a couple of changes I would make. Um, I'm surprised Newtown don't feature. Because I played against them twice. They, they were phenomenal, to be honest. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, they're such a strong team. And the the other omission, I thought, was maybe Welshpool, who's first... Well, their seconds... No, their first, sorry, won, won their league. And their seconds didn't because of a, a technicality, basically, which was... Um, well, they, they, to, were, to, they were a mix, weren't they? They played their ones and twos. Yeah, and yeah. Well, we should up to them. You know, it's, it's been a strange season, so I have no criticism of that at all. But um, 
because of the technicality, they they played a, someone under a false name or something. So, yeah. uh, to Albury's benefit, so yeah. got me a six-game ban once. Albury so. were a club as well. I was looking at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, found it really hard. Obviously, just having to pick ten teams from all the teams that have done so well this season, you can only give ten a mention. So, yeah, that's what I come up with. But Newtown played against them for many years. They're, they're a strong side. They always are. Yeah, always a strong yeah, team. Yeah. 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 James, I remember you telling me about your six-game ban, actually. I was on a date in Blind Tiger, and you just came up to us and started talking to us about it. Well, you know, these things have to be done, don't they? Yeah, I think mm. another team that we've got there, we've got Shrewsbury 4th, 11 in there. But how about Shrewsbury 3rd, 11, blowing their division apart? And Rob Johnson, one of the players of... Well, the no, player, wasn't the, he? The, was he not player. the player, the player. Double, well, yeah. double, double, double yeah. time. When he plays, well, I was going to say possibly across all leagues. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays midweek for, for myself at, uh, at Grasshoppers. And, you know, for someone that is playing lower league cricket, uh, he comes in with, you know, the likes of Craig Heath and, and, and Joe Yap and all the, all the boys that play for Grasshoppers. Very strong side, all playing Prem cricket. And sometimes he, he, he can look as good as anyone. You know, he's a good bat. And I'm not surprised he's scoring big runs, but a double hundred, that is some achievement. Mm. Really good achievement. Yeah, so all in all, not me- not many complaints there. Next episode, we'll do the 10 shittest. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> number one, James Hurl. <laughs> number one's Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> With Steam. <laughs> They're the bottom three, you know? <laughs> Hey, we've just got one cricket club on side. Let's not make yeah. let's not make enemies with another. Okay, and that moves us on to our next segment. So the next bit is the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah, we're going to name our best 11s. Oh. The cricket, the transfer rumors. <laughs> Quite yet, mate. Jamie, he's turned up for a week. He's, he's excited. He, he just wants the transfer rumors already. But no, we are going to name our best 11s that we've played against this season. Anyway, let's move on to the next segment. Okay, so we're now moving on to our next segment where we're going to talk about the best 11s that we played against featuring players, obviously, that we played against, but we're also allowed to mention a couple of players who played from our team and we're going to bring up a couple main players that we've played against and give them a bit of airtime. Except Jamie, because it hasn't just been podcasts that he hasn't been turning up to this season. <laughs> so, we'll start wow. off with Andy. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, my can best we, can we, sorry, can we just clear up that... Uh, naturally, I don't know that many players from the Telford area, and every game we've played this year has been someone from Telford, based in Telford. It's all right, it's all right. You can just look at play cricket, do a bit of research. We did tell you this is kind of. I'm not a badger you. like you, James. It's just called doing work for the podcast, mate. Look at Andy, come prepared. Look at Joss, come prepared. Anyway, we won't be. Yeah, uh, Jamie. Yeah. I, I bring fucking Johnny's mate. <laughs> I bought an apple for him. Well. <laughs> I brought. And I'm bit- um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you left it. <laughs> anyway, I'm bringing transfer rumours to the section later, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or one of them. <laughs> Shut up, till the engines. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to pick the best eleven players that we played against, and with a couple that we played with, with honourable mentions to a few players, starting with Andy. Yeah, so my best eleven. It's uh, obviously never easy to pick, but I've gone with number one, opening the batting. Uh, Mabeen Rashid from Whitchurch, uh, quite impressed with him. Uh, good left-handed bat, puts a bad ball away, and he's very patient. Number two, I've gone with Harry Cook from Shrewsbury. Uh, second team, I I think he's had a really good season, but I don't think he's quite done as well as he should have done. But he's a young kid, and he did really well against us. Scored a great fifty, and uh, he was a key wicket in the game. Uh, number three, I've gone for William Davis Lewin, uh, who scored fifty-four against us at Wellington. 
Um, it was a match-winning innings. He did very well. Uh, I think he originated from Rockster, which uh, you know Rockster will be gutted about because he looks he looks the deal. Uh, number four, Pavel Kumasahar uh, from Shelton. Someone I've played cricket with in the past. Great move from at Shelton. And both games against us, I mean, uh, sorry, the first game, batted really well, scored a match-winning 40, so he did brilliant. He's really enjoying it as well, Pavel. From, yeah, um, he's having a great time. He's week. having a great time. Shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, I've gone for Sentinels, Dave Laird. Um, he did have a massive, uh, massive game at Frankton where he scored 134. Oh, ka uh, But he, uh, he, he's a great cricketer. He's got so much potential. Number six, I've gone for Wendell Wagner, and I've had him as my captain because I just think he's producing the young kids at Wellington, and he's doing a fantastic job as captain, uh, and he's a great all-round cricketer. Uh, number seven, I've gone for Ben Matthews of Shelton, uh, just really because he's done he's done superb with the gloves. Uh, I don't know if it's a temporary place or if it's a permanent place with the gloves or not, uh, but he's done a great job, and his all-round game is a great fielder, and he does well with the bat. Number eight, I've gone with Jack Kelly from Frankton, leg spinner. Um, I've got to be honest with you, I, I really rate him. Uh, I don't know why he's at number eight, because he's a genuine number 11. But he uh, he has really impressed me with his leg spin. And uh, obviously, when we were on top in the game against Frankton, he, he still just gave it such a good go. Uh, number nine, I've gone for Sam Bloor at Wellington. Uh, great all-round cricketer, has always been around the scene. Everyone knows him. He, he's, a, he's a quality bowler, quality bat, and... It's just, just consistent week in, week out. Uh, number 10, I've gone for Jamie's cousin. I've gone for Tom Ellis. I think death bowling-wise, I could have him in a team just as a death bowler. Um, he doesn't get in as but, a bat. But he, but he, he can bat. Well, to be, I know. Bat. To be fair, he did get a 48 in the first game yeah, of the season. He can bat that boy, yeah. mate. And uh, yeah, he's had a great season and well done. Great move to Wellington and, uh, and obviously won it. Number 11, I've gone for Sam Griffiths. He's had a good season. Probably not as good as he could have, but he's been injured pretty much all season. And to be honest with you, playing cricket with him for the Shropshire League side, great captain and just just such a nice lad. So uh, that's my eleven, Joss. So yeah, thanks. Cheers, Andy. I'd like to follow that. Um, before I go on to my eleven, I should give give you the caveat that basically I played two games for our firsts, which were both against Newtown, which was easily the strongest team that I played against this year. So my top 11 is heavily influenced by Newtown's first 11. I've gone for number one, Sam Morris, and number two, John Anthony, which is Newtown first 11's opening pair. Sam Morris also being being the wicketkeeper. They're just solid, solid batsmen, both of them. John Anthony seems to have reinvented himself as a batsman because I know he played against him a couple of years ago. He just seemed to bowl, and he still bowls very, very well. So that, that's my top two. Number three is uh, someone I played with at Albury who's had a season of his life, Andy Dale, who's um, the highest run scorer in uh, Albury's seconds division. Uh, number four is Dale Randall of Chirk, who um, had a great knock against us at their place. Um, a losing cause, admittedly. But Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look to look, look the, the business, so fair play. Good bat. Uh, number five, I've cheated a little bit. Someone I played against on a Sunday, Luke Miles. Played against him, played for Acton Scott. Uh, he played for Ludlow on a Saturday. He's a quality act. Um, he'd scored runs for Ludlow the day before he played against us, 70-odd. So always good to play against Luke. He's, he's, he's got what it takes. Number six, back to Newtown, Tom Anderson. Great all-rounder, mm. you know, opens a bowling for them and can hold a bat very, very well. Really good acquisition for them from Wellsport a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, Tom's up there. Number seven, I've gone for another chirp player, Connor Bailey. Great all-rounder. When we played at their place, he he was, and I don't mean to disrespect the, the other Chirk bowlers, but he was head and shoulders above anyone else. And he averaged over 50 with the bat. So, absolute quality player. I'm, I'm a, in fact, I think he did play in their first, for the second fixture against against Oldbury. But, um, to me, he should be a regular fixture in their first. Number eight, again, an Oldbury player. Um, he only played three games, but Alex Hughes... In those three games, bowled 20 overs and took nine for 64 in three games, which is... Took nine for 64 in three games, which is... For 64. <laughs> took nine for 64. <laughs> 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 Come on, Joss, spit it out. Come on, Joss. Took, took nine for... <laughs> what, gobbled up nine for 64? <laughs> Alex Hughes, he took nine for 64 in three games. It was a phenomenal return. <laughs> Who's next? I, I must apologise for two cretins off the <laughs> <laughs> At nine, I've got. Oh, we still number nine. <laughs> nine, Jake Edwards of Ponsbury, a youngster, Chris Edwards' his lad, who's shown phenomenal talent. Um, he can bat. Uh, I saw him bowl at our place. He's been well taught, to be fair. He'll go a long way, young lad. A 10, going back to Newtown again, Craig Davis. Similar age to me, shall we say. But he knows what to do with the ball still. Fair play. Didn't Didn't he take a year out? Like, I think he had some problems with his knees or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. He, I thought he'd packed in. But, and but all of a sudden he's, he's come back. back, and I'll tell you what, he's unplayable. Good to see him back. He's, he's still just... Such, such, I mean, yeah. he's a top bloke as well, to be fair. And number 11, Newtown again, David Anthony. I've never faced wheels like that. You know, he's so much quicker than you, Andy. Um, it doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. I mean, Cliff is quicker than you. Um, <laughs> Hurl's quicker than you. I've seen Hurl bowl <laughs> properly on a Sunday. Yeah. Cleaned up. Was it? Where, was it in Northup? Were you fourth? Cheeky fourth, mate. Cheeky three, 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 three. Look online, it's three. Hurl at the end. He, he wished he played under thirteen. Everyone. <laughs> to be fair, it was Hurl. Hurl did bowl. What was it? Like four for eighty, which helped because I went on and got a ton chasing them off, knocking them off. So we'll cut that. Yeah, Four for that. 16. So yeah, yeah, David Anthony is my number 11. Um, awesome. Just quality, rapid. 
and good bowl. Nice. So I've gone for Owen Morris opening the batting with Harry Gregson. Owen Morris came in and just made the game look completely different when we played them. Harry Gregson also really good knock. Unlucky not to get his 100 and unfortunate to be caught by the dolly dropper himself. Um, to be honest, he, would, <laughs> he wouldn't have got there if I'd have, if I'd have not dropped him on, 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 on single figures anyway in the first place. In at three, I've gone Sean Davis of knocking. Um, real play. Sean's quality. Yeah. Quality he, play. Hits a hard ball as well. Another player who hits hard ball. Nick Flack of Chirk. He's coming in at four for me. He he looked a, a serious class above. And the funniest moment was he hit a six and it went straight into went straight into the hedge behind behind Chirk's pitch towards the road. And the umpire wasn't sure whether it was four or six, but eventually six was given. In at five, Andrew Swan. umpiring as well. <laughs> <laughs> How is your umpire? We all know what he's well. like. Yeah, really well, mate, really well. Uh, in at five, I've got Andrew Swarbrick. In at six, I've gone for Lawrence Fletcher, someone who I thought has had a really good season for Albury, second 11 this season. Uh, someone else who's done well for Albury this season, Yian Griffiths. He's not so much done it with the bat as much, but with the ball, really done well. Really good addition to Albury. In at eight, I've gone for Chris Stevens of Bowmere Heath. I don't really think I need to explain this yeah, one. Legend. In at nine, Matt McWinney of Welshpool. I thought he was too good for our division when we faced him. In at 10 and 11, I've got Matt Ramsey of Ponsbury. Uh, just a very good player and someone who Ponsbury will build around. He, he bowled eight really. overs for about six runs, I yeah. think, in our place. Yeah. Someone else who didn't go for many runs is the uh, the better Swarbrick, as they call him at Chirk, and that's Billy Swarbrick. Uh, I think he was something like leading wicket taker or something. I as think well. he took yeah. more, more wickets than Andrew, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, a very, very good player. And he, he also isn't short of a word either. Uh, but no, very good lads. And that's um, that's my best 11. So since our last pod, and as the end of the season goes, the league have announced some of their winners of players of the season for the various divisions or groups and uh, Jamie I think you're about to announce a few of them live on the podcast yeah so we've got eight uh, released so far haven't we um, so in no particular order um, from the Wales and West group is Rob Anderson from Welshpool um, from the Central group uh, is Rob Johnson from Shrewsbury someone who we have mentioned already tonight uh, from the North Central group is O.A. Abdul uh, from Hodnet and Peplow uh, the border group um, is Connor Bailey from Chirk. Telford and East is Michael Francis from Allscott. Uh, we've got another one from Shrewsbury in the Sunday Central. That's James Davis. Uh, Sunday, Telford and East is Bobby Gill from Newport. And finally, from the North and Northwest Sunday group is Dave Runyard from Whitchurch. They're the eight. Well done all. Well done all. And so far, all the others will be announced on the next podcast if the league release them anytime soon. Well, I believe Lee Pickford is. I don't know if he's chairing the sort of medals and trophies uh, sort of section in the league, but Lee Mm. Pickford is uh, is very much involved. So going around the table, if you had to pick one standout player in the league this season that you've played against, who would it be? And starting with you, Andy, I'd go with just Sam Griffiths. It's just still got it, still good enough. Uh, could quite easily play county cricket still, I would have said, when he's fit. So, yeah, Sam Griffiths, my choice. Joss? I go with Connor Bailey of Chirk Seconds. It was just 
outstanding in their team as an all-rounder bat with bat and ball and field took a phenomenal catch as well great all-rounder great prospect young lad as well Jamie uh, I've gone for Ed Beard from Sheffield twos um, he was excellent against us um, when we played them at Frankwell um, and I believe he's had Shropshire recognition as well towards the back end of the season so uh, Ed Beard for me he was exceptional against us although that probably wasn't too hard Okay, and from myself, if I had to pick, I'm going to have to go for Billy Swarbrick, I think. Billy ahead of Andrew. Yeah, well, Billy, 22 wickets, an average of 11.68. Well, beat beat Andrew by four wickets. And the other one who I was uh, debating giving it to was also Nick Flack, who finished uh, top of the runs in the division as well with an average of 41. And yet on the last podcast, it wasn't Billy Swarbrick you were pleading to go easy on you, was it? It was Andrew. <laughs> well, you know, you get me out. You get my... Um... <laughs> you get me out. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, who's your tip to be a breakout star next season? I'm going to chuck someone out there that um, we spoke about quite a lot and plays in the same club as me at Sentinel. Um, I'm going to put a it out there that George Cheshire is going to have a good year next year. I think since he came back from Australia, he didn't quite he didn't quite hit his strides this season, unfortunately. I mean, he got injured at the end of the season, but uh, I just think his his head's in the game more now. I think he's he's he really has matured, and I think as a as a player all round, as a spinner and as a batsman, I just think in the next couple of years he will mature, and I think this season he might have a good season. Joss. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at the Ponsby youngsters in particular, Jake and Tom Edwards, who've impressed me with their performances. So I think they're two to look out for, and I hope they have, hope they have a successful career. You know, they obviously got good pedigree in their in their family with um, Uncle Dave that plays for Shrewsbury at football, and Chris Chris is no mug himself. Jamie, uh, I'm going to go for young seamer Jack Home. Um, I think he only got maybe seven or eight wickets this season, but. I think half of them were actually against us at Frankwell. Um, Jack from Schiffnell Twos. Um, I think I think I'm saying he's only 13. Uh, is, but is that one of Ed's lads? I presume. Ed I mean, I, I presume. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, yes, he is actually because I think I think Rod Jones was the umpire and he he said um, got cricket that, in their blood. That yeah, he, he did mention yeah. that. So yeah, um, he bowled a nice pace, a little bit of movement. Um, bowled a really good line and length against us as well. And although seven or eight wickets, not a, a massive amount. Uh, for a 13-year-old, from what I saw in the in the one game we played against them, I was very impressed. So I think he's definitely only going to get better. Definitely. Yeah, for, for for myself, I think for someone who I've seen play but not played against, Luke Thornton's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, someone who I've umpired and also heard play, played well, I'm going to go for young Liam Walker of Church mm-hmm. Second Eleven. I think he could yeah, do good things that. next yeah. season, I think. Yeah. If he puts it together, he looks like he could be a good player, and he's you know he's only got he's only got time to develop. He's only young. Um, yeah. He's got his kind of body to grow into as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's skipping it all place as well. Did a good job. And Jamie? No, I was just going to mention that I, I know you sort of you stole my thunder on this one earlier, but Johnny Evans, um, obviously, like, like we yeah. said, you know, uh, even though he's playing in is it Defour, Acton Reynolds are in, I think four. Um, you know, I think he's he's certainly got potential to go higher in the future. Um, but I think, you know, a full season as captain, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on in a full season next year as captain yeah, yeah, yeah. and whether he can continue the, the promise and the form he showed this yeah. year 
um, over the course of, of sort of a six-month season. Yeah, um, I've not had a bad word spoken about him. You know, he's, no. he's, he's, he's well, he's, such, play, he's played a couple of games for us indoor, obviously, and he's he's, he's been fantastic. Yeah, um, and, and you know, left arm left arm over is always yeah, difficult yeah. as well. So yeah, we've had our opinion, and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we asked you for your opinions. Uh, we asked you for the best teams that you played against. We had teams going for Shifnal twos, Sentinel twos. Wellington, Bridge North first eleven, Albury seconds, despite all that come on ACC every four minutes. Wonder who that was. <laughs> Shift North second eleven, Newtown. We asked you about best player from your own team. Someone said Taylor from uh, Wellington second eleven. We had Matt Ramsey was nominated from Ponsbury. We had Sam Cotter uh, from Acton Reynolds. Dave Laird from Sentinel. Who voted for Dave Laird? Dave Led. <laughs> it was as well. Ed, Ed Beard. It was Dave Led, was it? It was Dave Led. Yeah. Ed Beard for Shifnal. You actually can't vote for yourself. Ed Beard for Shifnal, second 11. Billy Ward for Whitchurch, thirds. And best players that you've played against Ed Beard, Shifnal, Joe Smallman, Bridge North, Mal Serplet was named, Andrew Swarbrick was mentioned. Young John Yardley was name, named as well. He's a good prospect to be And um, a couple others that were mentioned where someone said, we made most of them look better than they were. <laughs> and, that um, could have been anyone from Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> and someone said, a, a player called Extras, who uh, always does quite well. Now, when it comes to young players, some players that were named were Stephen Moore. I think that's how you say it. If not, very sorry. Matt Lamb and Aditha Aditya Manigandan. That's going to be bad. Yeah. Hang on. And, also, sorry. and also, Steve Mool is, is like in his 40s, Mooler from Wellington. So he's not a young player. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Timmis, wasted in Shelton second 11. Nick Broadbent, Matty Simmons, and Joe Smallman, as well as James Cherms. Also, we've got Dan Thomas of Coton Hall and George Owen. Have we church third eleven? Oh, some of these, some some of these are probably taking the mission. Some of these are on the wind up, aren't they? <laughs> so it was Nick Broadbent was he mentioned the, the, <laughs> the <duty section? laughs> promising youngsters, was that Nick? What Broadbent? about Keith Yap? Anyway, uh well oh, did done anyone to see everyone. the picture I put on Facebook of Keith Yap, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's move on to the section you've all been waiting for. And the only reason we brought Jamie Whee! back. I had to pass a COVID test to come back for this. It's Transfer Rumours. Okay, Jamie, now it's your time. It's the transfer rumours. Actually, fuck it. I don't even want to introduce this, mate. You introduce it. You go for it. This is your baby. This is your child. Sing Imagine. <laughs> I'd love to sing Imagine, but James won't let us. Imagine all the people. At Kund, by the sounds of things. And we start with Kund. We have two confirmed transfers for the first transfer rumours of this winter. Woo! And they are both to Kund. We will start with the big one, the new captain of the Kund First Eleven, to be voted in at the AGM, but it is done. 
Joe Yap from Sentinel. And you're a good mate of his. Can you briefly tell us your thoughts on that? Joe Yap going from Sentinel back to Kund um, in Division 2 as first team captain. Well, to be fair, um, when I heard about it, obviously it's, it's, it's magic for Kund. It's absolutely amazing for the club. Great club, played there for eight years. Absolutely loved every minute of it. Knowing Joe, fantastic cricketer. It's a big step down in level. Um, whether or not he'll enjoy playing that level, I don't know. Um, but I can't say any more. Couldn't, couldn't should it's, be. It's a hell of a coup, isn't it? Absolutely over the moon. Not just on the field, but as first team captain, you know, I imagine he's going to have a big, big say on how oh, the club I, runs off the field as well. Being um, playing for him as captain in the past, he, he is a fantastic captain. He's no nonsense. And uh, yeah. if if anyone's going to get couldn't back to where um, for me they belong at least in Division 1. You know, he's the perfect man for They the needed job. this, Kun, didn't they? They needed this. With, with, a, without without yeah. Yap going back, where would we have seen Kun go in this well, that, well, I that, mean, Well, that's... yeah, that, that's what I mean. They've struggled, haven't they, you know, in the last few years. I, I don't think they did too well this season either, did they, in this sort of mini-league. Mm. Um, they needed they needed um, an injection, should we say? An I injection they need, of... They need someone to grab them by the throat and just yeah. push them up that league. And I can't think of many many people better, if no, I'm being honest. No, he obviously knows the club, etc. yeah. Um, it's a fantastic Kuflikund and he's also made his first signing as well um, which is uh, Mr Vanilla the man himself Matthew Hartson, friend of the podcast now um, he has joined Kund from Ponsbury now Matt Hartson, I believe was one of the favourites to take over the captaincy at Ponsbury with Mark Lewis stepping down but, um, but he obviously will not be um, taking the armband at Ponsbury he has joined mm. Kund and is Joe Yap's first Signing, but it's two very good signings for yeah. Kund, isn't it? In I've, Division Two, I've got to signings. say, I've, I've, we've known Matt for a long time. Yeah. He's playing for Grasshoppers. I think um, sometimes the playing for your hometown club can be a bit can be a bit much. Sometimes, obviously, you play for a club for a long time. It can get it can be hard work, and uh, I think he just needs a new challenge. I mean, he moved to Albury a few years back, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he needs didn't, to go didn't, somewhere yeah. where he can relax and just enjoy. It, it his didn't cricket. quite work out for him. But we call him stress. He, he he does stress a lot. I think he needs to go into Kund and relax, play his cricket, and Joe will give him his role. I think Joe will get the best out of him. I think Joe will get the best out of most yeah. of these. He can't. Young, he can't do what he's players. been doing at Pontsbury though, and stropping like we hear. They call him stress. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't do that under Joe. Joe's not that sort of captain. So I think Joe will get the best out of him without a doubt. Like you say, that would appear to be two of the top three sorted for Kund next season. I think they slip in there definitely. I yeah. mean, I I got to be honest with you. I think Matt Hartshaw, Sean is is definitely one of the most improved players I've seen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, you know, the world is oyster. He's going, he's going down the league, but hopefully he will progress the other way. So, with Yap's move to Kund, do we think we'll see more players moving in the, well, in the direction of Kund? Well, they are being linked with a lot of players. Um, couple. More from Ponsbury, Owen Morris, Dan Walker, two very good players. Um, Owen you, Morris also. What's your opinion on them? I think. Do you think it's a good move for both of them? I think. I think young Dan wants to keep, and I believe he would. He would do that at Kund. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, he's I had agree. any other offers. I, um, I think he apparently he's had offers from another. Well, to, to keep, I don't know if he's had any any other offers to keep, but I know he, he'll have the gloves at Kund. Um, I don't think it would be a bad move for him um, because Mark Lewis is a very good wicketkeeper mm. at Ponsbury, um, a very good wicketkeeper, and 
you know Dan's only mm. 18 he's not going to remove him from, from behind the stumps um, it depends if he thinks it's you know, if he need, if he needs to do it now at eighteen years yeah. old, you know, does he need to do it now? With, I don't know. To I, be honest, I got to say, I moved at eighteen from uh, from Acton Reynolds, and it was probably the best the best time to move. If your game's developing mm. and the club's not moving in the same direction as you, it's, it's worth a move. Uh, but Owen, Owen Morris is is one. On this there. is an interesting one. Do you think Owen Morris would drop down to Division Two? I know he's he's an aggressive opening batsman, and I, I know this club's like. Sentinel, who I play for, yeah, yeah, possibly looking at yeah, players yeah, like him, yeah. and you know, would he want that move? Would he it's, want to drop that? It, far it, down? It, it's one of them. I think. I think the type of player that, that Joe would like to bring in are, should we say, proven players in in Division One or sort of experienced players mm. in Division One and, and above. <laughs> if you look at himself, yeah. um, it, but I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. You know, division the issue, two. It's it's yeah. it is a difference between Division One. Oh, obviously, it's, it's yeah. it is a different. There is a gap. The, the, two the issue one. is obviously how old are Morris? Probably early, you say mid twenties. I'd say about twenty four-ish, maybe early to mid twenties. The thing does, is, though, you say does he want to drop down a level he, I, to I, then I, take two years to play the level? He's well, it's it's hard, it's hard, and you could say that about Joe. But the pull now, yeah. the pull now for players to go. Joe's to a bit older than Joe. Him. Obviously, but he's still. We've he's had we've young. had we've had the chat. Young. We've had the chat yeah. off there. He is Joey App is still bloody good enough but to play in the prem. Owen's Owen's working his way up, and he's obviously got potential. Yeah. I've got to say, bowling at him in the even league, he's got a lot of potential. Oh, he's fantastic. He's a very fantastic. aggressive he's batsman. A fantastic player. I like, I like the way he plays cricket, and he looks like a leader as well. Actually, he's been captain this he year. Is he? No, it was Mark this year, but okay. he was captain. He did two years, I think. So he's experienced. Years ago, yeah. Yeah. Two years yeah. experience. Yeah. So. Why is he not making the move up? That's the one thing I'd like to. Well, he's one of them. He's a Ponsbury boy. He lives, yeah. you know, a couple of hundred yards away from the ground. You know, he has seen obviously his mate stress leave the club now. Yeah. So will that have an will that have, will that have an influence? You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't, pretty I don't... sure Sentinel would like him. Well, from what from what I understand, you know, he's had yeah. interest from all Scott, from Newtown, from as you say, Sentinel, Lincoln. Oh, yeah. He's had so, a lot of interest. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, he's a good player. I mean, something that you mentioned obviously is that. There isn't. There's a. There's a gap. But what I would say is that teams who have come down from Div One have no. Well, in the last two years, haven't done well in Division Two against Division Two sides. They've all found themselves on the bottom, which would. Yeah. Yeah. Are we are we saying that possibly there are teams in Div Two who are stronger than teams in Div One? And as you've always said, is it you know it's harder to get promoted than to be relegated. Oh, look, I, I don't think we need to come out and say, oh, we think this team in Division 2 is better than this team in Division 1. But absolutely, I think if, if, if some Division 1 teams played against Division 2 teams tomorrow, yes, I think, I think there would be some Division 2 teams that would win. Simple as that. I, I do think that. And I'm also sort of backtracking a little bit, actually, that yeah, maybe, maybe the gap isn't quite as big as I think, having, having thought about it. But, but um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know where you know, Dan Walker and Morris will end up. Mm. Um, well, when we, when we asked the Cow Corner... Community. Um, yeah. Some of the rumours that they came up with was uh, Dan Walker to Shelton. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's that, that's something that I've heard. Did uh, well. we had another person from Kuhn said that the X Factor. Who, for those of you who don't know that, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, Dan Mr. Walker's Walker. nickname. Uh, he's on the move. Dan Walker will be loving this, by the way. That we spent about five minutes chatting. To other him, other names who have been other names that have been linked to Kuhn are Ed Groom. Uh, he reverse swings the ball apparently yeah um, Charlie Reese told us about that on yeah. the uh, Kai Glass tour reverse to swings in Division 4 what a great bloke that guy is. Yeah, really I'll tell you good. what I've got to be honest with you he, he, he's got something about him his cricket's good but his arm is unbelievable yeah. isn't it throwing it from the boundary it just 
he hits the gloves. It's like it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, everyone says, "Oh, you know, I wish it, I wish I was young again when I could do that." Bollocks! Nobody could do that. His arm is a machine. You know, there's only a handful of cricketers you ever see that can throw it like that. I mean, James back in the day, Mr Hurley, he, he could whip it in from the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> what? Put the Kleenex no, no, down, Andy. <laughs> no, he couldn't. <laughs> I, think, I think you've always been in the dish, haven't you, James? <laughs> if I was stood at the other set of stumps, I wouldn't make it to the other set of stumps. <laughs> and, uh... It's quite, quite, yeah, you say Ed Groom's arm is unbelievable. So is your stomach, to be fair. <laughs> It is, that's that. I mean, fair, is that? The, the only BLT you know about is the Birmingham League Times. <laughs> yes! It's it's not lesson tomorrow. Josh, you've been waiting about two Stop hours to slip that in, haven't you? Stop mentioning Anyway, talk, talking to players who are linked yes, with, get back to also the uh, linked with Kund and Shelton, is uh, one Jamie Martindale linked with uh, both clubs, uh, mo- a move which would see him move up a division and one that would see him move down a division, or will he stay... I'm not saying stop travelling to Telford every week. <laughs> he might actually play a game if he moves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know what you want me to say. <laughs> um, I want you to tell us where you're going right here, right now, on the podcast. Lay it out. I, I can't give you any exclusives because I, I don't know any answers myself. I'm afraid. Look, what what I do know is that it's been a frustrating year at Beacon. You know, with availability, um, I understand that's been the case at a lot of clubs. Um, throughout this 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 COVID sort of COVID season, if you like, um, yes, it's frustrating. Yes, I'm competitive. Yes, I get annoyed. But quite frankly, my stats this year haven't backed up anything that I think I actually can do. Um, so I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You need to prove yourself. Oh, I need to prove myself. But I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Going in the other direction, another rumor that has been mentioned is the old one that keeps rising its head: Ryan Lotley to Beacon. Ryan on this pod told me within two years Ryan Lockley will sign for Beacon and I've always said it's bollocks that lad is playing for Hales Owen Birmingham League cricket he ain't going to go and play Division 1 I know he likes the Beacon he plays indoor he plays out outdoor midweek he ain't going to come play for us and if he plays he has to travel to all the way to Telford oh <laughs> Joss, have you got something, to, got something you want to say? Yes, to be, <laughs> just to be fair, he has to drive past Telford to get there. He may as well play for Beacon. <laughs> but now, yeah, Ryan Lockley, I, I don't know what's happened with him at Hells Owen. I have seen that he's been playing in the twos. He's sort of tired not long back. Mm. Um, I don't know what's happened to his cricket because, you know, he got out to somebody in the Shropshire League game and it might have an effect on his Confidence. Future, future career. <laughs> Well, yeah, moving, moving get, out, get, moving get, out, get, getting out to a chubby bowler like that is not going to do your confidence any good. <laughs> moving out of Division One, and we move into the Premier Division, and one that is already done by all accounts oh. is uh, James Ralph on the move. Well, we've we've heard is it is it a done deal to Maidley or uh, or is well. it not? I I've spoke to James. He's he's a cracking bloke. I don't really know him off the pitch that much, but the the Shropshire day we had a great chat. He seems a, a cracking bloke. Um, he he's obviously a great cricketer. Um, when you get him playing as well as he can, he could possibly still play for Shropshire. So for for Maidley, if that is a signing for Maidley, it'd be massive. I know his his best mate Tilty has come back in and has started playing for Maidley again. I'm sure people people follow big players like that. So Maidley could be mm. a force next year. Yeah. 
Some other ones which I'm pretty well. Some other ones which are a bit of a laugher. Ryan Weldon to Warfield and Tom Pickerel to Quatt. Two well, deals that I, I don't think see, will I've, happen. I've actually heard a rumour that Tom Pickerel might move to Quatt. I have actually heard that. Ah, right. I've heard that Quatt are really interested in wanting to come play for them. So I don't know. You know, it's it's across the pond, as mm. they say. But. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of players that have moved in the past, and if they're not happy, it's uh, it, how far is it down the road? Three, four miles. Mm. Um, obviously, genuine local derby. Obviously, Ryan. Uh, I, I don't know what that rumor is. I think it's just a, a take the piss. But I'm no, gonna, that I've got to say, the only way that lad is going is up. So, you know, he's he's a fantastic cricketer. If he was going to move, I would have thought he'd be moving to mm. like Bridge North. Um, so I don't think that one's true. And, and another, another one sent from a player from Wellington said, Matt back into St. George's. So completing the... Uh, oh, the trio. How many times can he play against Beacon? <laughs> <laughs> Joss has just missed out on that. He's going to have to get the beers. Honestly, Joss has been loving the Beacon Telford jokes. <laughs> and he's now, missed, he's now missed one. He's now missed the best one. Oh, um, one from a player from Quat said, Warfield to sign at least two players from Wombourne. Um, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what happens. You, you, you get a hundred tournaments at your club and then you start signing players. Don't you? And uh, an- another one, which may be true, I'm not 100% sure, but we've heard, heard on the grapevine that Ben Parker from Warfield wants to come to Bridge North, move into the Birmingham League. Now, obviously, if he's played for the Worcestershire Academy, if he's being told that he has to play Birmingham League, that's possibly something that's probably not too far off. I, I've got to say, I, I think Ben Parker, he's a young, raw, quick. He's got a yard, I faced him, he is sharp. Um, but he played in that Shropshire, the Shropshire mm-hmm. League 11 game, playing against him. I didn't face him, but I watched him and he, he, he was lacking a yard of pace. Uh, the pitch was slow, so I'll give him that. But one thing he is, is aggressive. He's probably one of the most aggressive youngsters I've ever played against. Um, verbally, he's over aggressive, mm. in my opinion. And uh, if he's listening to this, I, I hope he, you know, understands. I'm, I'm not judging him, not giving him stick. I'm just saying that he, he's over aggressive, but he needs to be able to change his game to be aggressive without being verbally aggressive. Because when he's got aggression in his bowling, he's fantastic. So when he played that Shropshire game and he kept it all in and he was quiet and just running up and bowling, it wasn't quite the Ben Parker that I've seen. So I definitely know he can move up a level. He's got the yard of pace. He's got all it takes. I mean, God, he takes after his father. His father was a cracking bowler in Shropshire Premier yeah, Cricket. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's superb. On the money, you know, fantastic. I'd love to have seen him back in the day. But Ben has all it takes, but I just, I, I couldn't believe it when I played that game. I've never seen him uh, that with no aggression in his bowling. When he's aggressive, honest to God, he can bowl. He can be nasty, you know, and that's what you need. Mm. That's a proper opening bowler. You, bowl, that's what bowlers are, aggressive mm. and banging it in. So uh, I think it'd be a good move for him. I really do. Could learn a lot from some of the, the top players there as well. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, some of the final ones to finish off, Alex Hill to go home. And then we've got Dave Street. <laughs> Streety, is he, is he still playing cricket? I tell you what, Streety's a legend. To Wellington, I know he's a belt. I tell you what, that bloke can he's hit a ball over miles. He's an absolute still yeah. carries on. Is yeah. he he's still a character as well? He's, yeah, he's got yeah, great banter, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. I, li- I like. Street Has he not picked you for the over fifties, Joss? 
Did you play with him at Roxeter, Joss? Yes, I did. Was he yeah. playing in the in the ones? Was he obviously was he captain no, for a bit? Teams. Yeah. What a bloke though. It's, he's yeah. just great. There's so many good characters around Chopper yeah. and he's he's definitely up there. He's one of them, isn't he? And then the other one was Tom Ellis making his way back to Bowie, a pint of Shropshire gold per wicket contract. <laughs> James, what, what? I, I tell you what, he might move. <laughs> I tell, do you know, I tell you what, that lad, he loves a beer these days. Mm. I remember him as a snotty-faced bloody five-year-old. He loves a beer, that lad now. Jesus. Is he your cousin? Anyway, um... <laughs> uh, James, I think you'll find it's you that have mentioned it, my cousin, twice tonight. He knew when he was five. <laughs> James, what I would say on a slightly more serious note, a lot of those rumours are obviously complete fabrication, but it seems it seems a lot quieter than last winter. I remember yeah. last winter... Is you know, there I, any more rumours that we haven't heard about? Well, well I, I think we started well, the rumours well, quite well, early on as well, well Andy, this year. If, we, if we've not heard about them, then I wouldn't well, know. I've heard, I've heard so. when they're looking for a few players. They're looking for a, a couple oh, yeah. of players. Well, yeah, this is what I was about to bring up. Obviously, I heard on the Great Vines that when we'll be raiding... Uh, a Shropshire, well, the Shropshire Prem, and in, well, another team who have lost a few players, well, a team. Basically, James, what, are, James, what I think you're trying to say is that there's some sort of, um, should we say, slightly overweight, um, decent, no, no, uh, no, no, divisional no. team of the year bowlers no, that are looking for one last payday. <laughs> <laughs> one last payday. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. You can keep that. You can keep that. No, so, so what, so what, and <laughs> <laughs> No, so anyway, what we were going to say was, when looking to raid one of the Shropshire League's premier sides and a team who we've already mentioned so far who are already losing a few players to players from Division 2. Anyone want to elaborate on the rumours? Are we allowed to name names who, who may be making the step up to the Birmingham Prem? Rumours are rumours and in Shropshire Prem there is so much good talent and there is some youngsters that could easily make that move up to the Birmingham League. Simple. They're not that young, though. Anyway, let's move ourselves oh, off. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends our transfer rumours segment. So throughout the off-season, please feel free to get in and let us know your transfer rumours and anything that you're hearing, uh, anything on the grapevine, or as it turned out last season, if you want to promote yourself as moving and want, you, want to get yourself a move, feel free to tell us. We For will one keep final on payday. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on to our we'll move on to our final section and any other business. So we come to the end of another episode, and yes, once again, thank you very much for everyone for listening in. Thank you very much to the league for putting ahead the season, and uh, for Jamie for actually turning up. Um, yes, <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. What I would say is that I have had a little bit of criticism. Um, obviously, Mister Vanilla Matt Hartson has apparently suggested that he should be a permanent replacement for me on the podcast. Um, so I'm interested to know, James, whether you'll do a Twitter poll, actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, to see if the viewers would like me out and Matt Hart's on in on, on a regular basis, or whether they would like me to keep my place, if only for the transfer rumours section. Matt's got my vote. <laughs> I, I, well, fortunately, you're not on Twitter, Joss. <laughs> I've got to be honest, mate. I'm oh, doing, Joss. I, I've got to be you're, honest. Oh no, you're on a Shropshire banter. But yeah, so if you are, thank you very much for listening. If you are, if you do want to, well, support the pod, like, share, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We still have some of our stickers left, and we still have a handful of the t-shirts left. Mask and everything else are all sold out. Anyway, in April, we are happy to announce that we will be organising a Cow Corner Golf Day. Um, we'll be having teams Ooh. of four. 
and uh, more information will be coming out about that as we get it out. But Can yes. I drive the buggy? <laughs> as an on golfer, I will caddy for the highest bidder. To be honest with you, I really want to play, but my handicap needs to be at least 40. And you always go after the money. Well, we're playing at Reekin, not at so anyway, um, it will, we will have a cow corner side out and <laughs> we will have a cow corner team out. And if you want to pick your team of well, four, we, got four and here. we will put four the uh, yeah, two of us are non-golfers. Well, do you play golf, James? No, no. Our, so three of us are... our handicaps will be massive. If all four of us play with a 28 handicap, we, we've, fucking, we've got it in a bag. You lads better bring it on. We're going to destroy you. <laughs> I need to work out where, you, where you're all going to sit in the buggy. Oh, oh, oh yes. This is to finish the pod. Unbelievable. But anyway, before Josh finishes off with his rendition of Imagine, there will be prizes at the golf tournament. Um, if you are looking, if you do want a bit of sponsorship and give away a prize, let us know. But anyway, let's leave you with Josh Elliott and Jamie Martindale singing us out with Imagine. Time of recording. Imagine there's no heaven. No listeners past this point too. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the Good night, everyone. Have a good one and all the best. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.